Hey, it's Alana. Welcome to another midweek episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm here with Jamie. How's it going? Going well. How are you? So good. I'm really enjoying this mini series that we're doing on yeah, the too. MBTI personality strengths. Um, and so I don't, I don't feel as though you have to have listened to the other ones, but we are doing this four-part series on the different components of the MBTI personality testing. You can take a test, uh, just Google 16 personalities, uh, personality quiz, um, and that will, will help you. But we also want to give you some metrics to know how you can kind of score yourself on this too, so you don't need to take the test. So what we're talking about today is the third MBTI component that the test measures. And that is whether you are a thinker or feeler. Um, and I think this is probably one where similar to introversion, extroversion, like a lot of people kind of already know where they fall. <laughs> you might not need a test to tell you this, but the big difference is um, it doesn't mean that thinkers are unemotional and it doesn't mean that feelers are like anti-intellectual. It really doesn't have to do with that. So the real crux of this is what do you need to make a decision? So it's mostly based on decision-making. So the example I like to use is when my husband and I were looking to rent a place and we had to move, it was going to be about a three hour move. And it was going to be like, we had a tight window that we had to find a new place by. So he saw a place on Facebook marketplace he looked at the specs, he looked at the price, he looked at the number of bedrooms, um, and he looked at the location, and he he was ready to just sign. Whereas for me, like I needed to go, I needed to walk around, I needed to feel out the place, I needed to see it, <laughs> right? So um, that's the biggest difference between thinker and feeler. How do you make decisions? Are you the kind of person who maybe you need to purchase an appliance, are you going to research all the specs? Are you going to rely on that kind of stuff? Or are you going to maybe ask your friends what they like and, and go with that? Or are you going to show up and just see what catches your eye? It's the difference between like, I'm going to go to the store and here are the things on my list. So I'm going to get them versus I'm going to go to the store and see what I decide to get. Yeah, I think of myself when I whenever I buy something, um, I do look at the specs, but I look at the reviews. I'm like, how do other yes. people feel about it? That's a huge one. Yeah. yeah. How does it really work? Not what it says it will do, but what is it really yeah. like and what does it feel like to use? And the second mm -hmm. best thing to using it yourself is checking out what yeah. other people think and how they feel about it. So I think that definitely... Yeah. But I really, it's kind of hard because I definitely, like, I I definitely am a thinker also. So I think I do in this one, it's, I, I definitely think I'm a feeler. But the, the thinker part, I feel like maybe in this one, I have more of also the thinker. A little bit of both, yeah. A little bit of both, not as much of the thinker. But I think maybe I also have a little bit of that more so than the other two we've spoken about before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are going to be like, I don't know, I could kind of go either way or, yeah. you know, sometimes it's, well, in my job, I'm like this and in my personal life, I'm like that. Sometimes oh, it that's have a to really good point. Who you're yeah. around, right? So like yeah. maybe going back to sensor and intuitive that we talked about last time, maybe during the day, you're a lab researcher where all you're looking at 
is numbers and data. And there's no real room for interpretation or creativity. But you get home and you're very um, intuitive with your kids. You can pick up on, you know, you don't need them to fill out and rate their happiness on a scorecard for you to be able to tell if they're happy or not. So some of it, yeah, some of it does have to do with um, hardwire personality and some of it has to do with where where you're at, right? Um, yeah, so let me, okay, so thinker, feeler. I, I think this might be the most divisive in terms of, I think a lot of feelers consider thinkers to be unemotional and unfeeling and, you know, maybe lacking in compassion. And thinkers look at feelers as like, oh, they're so irrational. Um, I If I remember right, this is the only metric on the MBTI where men and women are not basically 50-50. So in this one, it does follow the kind of stereotype that women tends mm. to fall more closely on the feeler side and men on the thinker side. Um, so before we talk about how this impacts our prayer life, let's just talk about why we need both, right? Um, so when in your life as a feeler, have you needed a, presumably, I'm, I'm guessing your husband's a thinker. Yes. Um, when have you needed him kind of to jump in that way? Uh, well, part of it is when we have, when we have big things on the horizon, uh, he tends to come to a conclusion that change is necessary mm -hmm. before I do, because mm -hmm. it's out of my comfort zone Yeah, and he can detach himself more from it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm just thinking about whether it's changing the way our kitchen is laid out. Yeah. I'm like, and I don't know if this is exactly what we're talking about here, but like, for instance, I don't feel like I, like I have to overcome the feeling that it's going to be a, a inconvenience for me mm -hmm. before, yeah. but he's just like, it would make things better. Right. It would be easier yeah. to do this. And so he thinks about the facts. I think about how it's going to make me feel for the day mm -hmm. that my kitchen's not in order and how it's going to yeah. make me feel to have to overcome the barrier of my own, like being set in my ways yeah. and habits. So I don't know if that's a no, good I example. Think that, no, um, I think that is. Yeah. Um, so I definitely, I think, yeah. And when it comes to our kids also, I mean, I'm deeply emotional about decisions with our children. And so mm -hmm. there are times when I will defer to his judgment over my yeah. own if we disagree, simply mm -hmm. because I trust that he is making a more rational decision. Okay, yeah. I've got a good one. Good one. Uh, one of our kids, we were on a hockey team that we absolutely loved. And mm -hmm. our kid had a chance to try out for a more competitive hockey team. Mm -hmm. And he did thinking he was just going to have the experience of doing it, but he made the team. And so we had to decide and, you know, it was a right. lot of his decision too, but it's like, do we stay with this team that we know and that we love, or do we mm -hmm. move into this other team that we don't know much about? It's going to be a lot more intense. Yeah. Um, so my feelings were, no, we're, of course not. Of course we're not going right. to do that. And he looked at the data he looked at several different factors where, well, this this would actually be a good strategic move for him in several different ways. And so his his feelings, not that he didn't love that team too, but his yep. decision wasn't based on that. It was Is based this going to be facts. hard for my kid? Yeah. yeah. So I think that <laughs> illustrates Absolutely. that in our marriage and in kind of our decision making that I 
now looking back, it, it really was a great decision and it changed the trajectory mm -hmm. of our kids, uh, you know, path. And I yeah. think he's, you know, it was a good thing, but it was painful and I yep. didn't like that. No, I think it really drives it home. Yeah. I think most, you know, again, if we're going to go with the stereotypical feeling mom, thinking dad, of course, it's not hundred percent, you know, or even close to hundred percent, but right. there is this sense of, I think we can all picture how it would not be a good thing if all you had was one feeling parent who never wanted their child to go through anything uncomfortable, you know? Oh, and yeah. if that was their only goal is let's protect them from anything that might hurt them. They'd be blobs of goo, you know, they would never <laughs> have a backbone and yeah. yeah. So yeah, or definitely, yeah, they'd get out into the real world and, and get just broken. Right. And wither. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, in parenting, that's it's also, I mean, just general day to day parenting. I'm so thankful for him because yeah. I don't like conflict. I, mm -hmm. you know, really, yeah, need that, yeah. that side. Yeah. One thing that I've learned as a feeler is uh, we already talked about it once. I, I need to be really careful because I think some people are too quick to kind of blame God or not even blame God, but attribute things to God. So I could say, no, God told me that our son shouldn't change hockey teams, not trying to be manipulative at all, but in my heart saying, no, I don't like this. My mommy heart doesn't feel good about this. And then to make that extra step. So God mm -hmm. must be telling me that we shouldn't. Um, yes. That's a pitfall that feelers needs to very much be looking out for. And, and I, I like how you mentioned, sometimes your husband decides things faster than you. Mm -hmm. um, the same thing happens with Scott and me when we were um, thinking about putting an offer on the house that we're now in. It was, I wanted to sit and feel it out. I wanted to sit with the idea and think through it. And I could have even spiritualized it. No, I want to pray about it more. Right. Um, and he was like, you know, it was right at that point where, you know, it was, everybody wanted to buy a house, right? I think it was like, yeah, late summer of 2021, like everybody mm -hmm. who was anybody, not that, that sounded wrong, everybody in the world and their grandma wanted to buy a house. And so he, he put in the offer right away, even before I felt comfortable, I could have used the language of no, I went to sit and pray about it, which sounds so holy, but really I just wasn't comfortable. It was out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very likely that had we delayed someone else would have come and, and got oh, yeah. before, before we did. So um, I think, yeah, feelers need to be really careful not to over-spiritualize that aspect. It's, it's an aspect of your personality. It's not necessarily like this divine thing. It's divine in that God gave you that aspect of your personality, but mm -hmm. it's almost like saying, Jamie, God told me that you're wearing a plum shirt today. I mean, no, actually like my <laughs> eyes told me that. God yeah. made my eyes. God also made my brain that registered that. But because feeling happens kind of under the surface, we do spiritualize it. And and I think we should, like, on the other hand, Scott has learned to trust my intuition yes. about things. Yeah. If I were to say, like, every so often, I mean, it's happened maybe two or three times in our entire marriage. And I've come to him and said, this, basically the language I use is like, I can't explain why, but this individual does not pass my gut check. By that, I mean, I don't know why, but I do not feel safe and good about this person. And so he he takes that into account as well because he's oblivious to that side of things. So again, I think we need both. 
Yeah. We had a situation at one point where there was a potential move. And as far as numbers went, it was kind of on the fence. Mm -hmm. It was like, well, Mm -hmm. yeah, it could work. And there were certain metrics that looked like they were lining up well. Yep. And when it came time for him to say, okay, I think we need to, you know, think about getting plane tickets to go visit. uh, I was just like, like my whole body, like just rejected, Mm -hmm. like I don't, and, and I, I had even been trying because I knew that at that point it was something that he was interested in and I wanted Mm -hmm. to be supportive, but yeah, everything in me, just like, I almost got physically sick when that came up and Mm -hmm. I still, I, I didn't say absolutely not, but I really was just like, God, please, please, please let this not work out if it's not supposed to work out. And it didn't, and, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't Mm -hmm. supposed to. So, and on the other side of that, I think, um, you know, I, yeah, I, I think that's really, uh, a, a good illustration of the balance because I think thinkers yes. also maybe need to, if you're aware that you're a thinker, um, just remember that not everything is logical, not every exactly. decision, not every place God wants you is going to be in a pros and cons list because mm-hmm. there are some really unexpected things that, yeah. you know, could not necessarily be like that. The other thing is there was a decision another time where everything seemed perfect and Mm -hmm. we were totally on board thinking and feeling and it didn't work out. And so, you know, don't, um, don't be disappointed. Don't be upset when Mm -hmm. everything seems like it's supposed to be a certain way and God throws you a curveball. Um, Mm -hmm. because sometimes both our thinking and feeling can lead us astray and God will close a door just because it wasn't supposed to happen. And yep. Yeah. Yeah. And as feelers, I think we need to remember not to judge people who are paying more attention to the pro and con list. That's important. Not, you know what I mean? Like that's less spiritual. Exactly. God gave you your heart that feels and God gave you your brain that thinks God even invented the technology or the people who made the technology for spreadsheets and stuff like that. Right. Like, so picture just, um, because I do think this is a hang up a lot of very, um, kind of intuitive spiritual Christians have picture a church that is only led by feelers. Mm. And it's think about how, uh, how wishy-washy, Oh, I feel God is telling us that we need to, um, move Sunday school to nine instead of nine 30. And then two months later, Oh, I feel like God's telling me we need to add an, and, and it's just so chaotic. Sometimes, like I said, we need both. Obviously if, if God is impressing on your heart to change the time of your service, that's important to listen to. But if you're a thinker, God is going to impress that on you through things like pro and cons lists and, you know, stuff like that. So that's another thing. When we talk about praying over decisions, I think it's very wise to ask God to speak to us in the way that we hear most clearly for Mm -hmm. some people that's going to be the bible verse that lays it out right away for other people it's going to be more just kind of that gut feel um for some people it might be talking it out with a trusted friend i think that it's wise when you're talking about big life decisions that you're praying over pay attention to how god made you and if god made you a thinker ask him to reveal his will to you by things like pros and cons and numbers. And by that, I don't mean 
let's say that you're a pastor's family and you're trying to decide between serving in this church or that church, and you're a thinker. So you're just going to look at the numbers and choose the church that's going to pay you the most, right? That's not right. But you take everything into account. Um, and some of that does have to be, can I support my family doing this, right? Um, things that don't have a number, but are important, the quality of life, how it impacts your kids and your family and things like that. And that's why I think both partners needs to be in touch. So, you know, let's, let's come up with a hypothetical family who's thinking about a big move and praying about a big move. The husband's looking at the numbers and he says, yeah, this is a promotion. We're going to be earning more money. The school district's going to be better. Um, this, this, and that. But the wife is using her feelings saying, I don't know that even though, yeah, those things are good. I don't know if the turmoil it would cause to the kids is worth it. Now, sometimes it's harder to express that, which is why I feel like some people do error by defaulting to, well, God told me we shouldn't do this. And again, right. we want to avoid that as well. But there are things that as a feeler, we need to learn how to put into language so that the people who are thinkers can understand. And, you know, that's something that I've had to, to practice this sense of, okay, um, you know, even, even the language I just got, this doesn't pass my gut check. I'm never going to get more nebulous than that. And if I can, I'm going to get more concrete than that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, um, I'm not feeling great about this because I'm, I don't think that it's going to have a positive impact on this kid for these reasons. Right. So learning how to speak yes, um, that's thinkers to feelers, learning how to speak to them, because I could come to you, Jamie, and I could say, I don't think we should do, um, I don't think we should do another praying Christian women conference because here's how many hours we put into it. And in my opinion, that's just not, not worth it. That's a thinking way. And, and to be fair, sometimes we've done stuff like that. Like sometimes we've said, nope, this isn't worth it. <laughs> um, what, because we're looking at the numbers and things, but so let's say I'm the thinker. I need to come to you and remember that you're a feeler. And so I need to say, um, Hey, can we, can we pray about this? Or, or what's your knee jerk reaction? If I were to come to you and say, I'm not sure we should do this again. Like, what's your reaction to that? Mm -hmm. Um, and then similarly, like, let's flip it. Let's say that from a number standpoint, like doing the conference, we, we got a lot of new listeners and, but in your mind, it, it made you sick because you worked so hard running it. And maybe there was, and this, it was really, really successful, but let's just hypothetically, you had a poor experience running it. Maybe there was even like bickering within the community and you didn't like that aspect of it. Um, it caused strain on some of the speakers. It stressed them out. So you're the feeler. You're seeing all these things and you come to me and let's hypothetically say I'm a thinker coming to me and just saying, I don't feel like we should do this again. That's th that doesn't speak my language. Right. right? That's so like good. Coming, That's such a good. Yeah, yeah, you good could point. come and say, these are some of the hardships that we encountered I'm worried that maybe this won't be sustainable to do, or I'm worried that, yeah, maybe it increased our listenership, but it, it brought in a lot of divisive people and that's not what we want in our community or that, that kind of thing. Um, as opposed to just, again, I think that the stereotypical husband and wife really does kind of nail this down. You know, God told me we should do this, or we're going to do this and I don't care how you feel like we, we shouldn't do either extreme like that. Yeah. And it occurred to me that if you know that you're one or the other, it might be helpful 
to have a trusted friend or family member or mentor or whatever that might be the opposite that you can Mm -hmm. go to that you know is, you know, and it doesn't mean, I think anytime you seek godly counsel to help you in making a decision, I think there's a danger of just letting other people make the decision because you don't want to. Mm -hmm. And obviously God is going to speak to you. But if you have a trusted people or even better yet, if you have one that's a thinker, one that's a feeler that you could go to Mm -hmm. or multiple people just to get the, you know, a feel for what's, um, see, I'm a feeler. So I want to get a feel Mm -hmm. for what the answers are, but I don't know, just to have other people that might be a little different from you. Balance you out. If you don't Mm -hmm. have a spouse that you can bounce this off of. I mean, we're fortunate that we each have spouses that are different. So it balances Mm -hmm. well, but isn't it beautiful? It's just a beautiful picture of the members of the body of Christ that God created us differently. All of these, all three of these that we've done so far, I'm just sitting back thinking, thank you, God, that we're not all the same because tempting Mm -hmm. as it is to want people, especially a spouse or a business partner or something, as much as you Mm -hmm. want them to be like you in certain ways, thank God that we're not. Thank God that we have so many members. Mm -hmm. One thing you said one time, thinking as a feeler, when we're talking about decision-making and hearing from God, Mm -hmm. Um, a trick that you, you, that you said has been so valuable for me in my, oh, yeah? and for my daughter, she is such a, an emotional feeler. She can't mm-hmm. make decisions. It's so hard for her. Cause she's like, well, what if this and this and this, right. So it's the coin flip thing. Okay. And when you were talking about one of your kids that will, sometimes you'll flip mm-hmm. a coin, not to make the decision, but because mm-hmm. it forces you to see what you're really feeling about yeah. the situation. For instance, if you say, um, should I get this ball or this yo-yo? And <laughs> uh-huh. you flip the coin and it says, okay, tails, I get the yo-yo. It exposes Oh no, I want the ball or right. okay. Yeah. I'll take good. Yeah. But it exactly. exposes and it helps you. So I mm-hmm. really think as non-spiritual as it is, if yep. you're a feeler, sometimes maybe a coin flip will help dig deeper into your feelings and yeah. what you're hearing. I don't know. That's yep. just something that came to mind. No, I think that's great. And then I would say last thing to feelers is, um, practice going deeper. If so, a ball and a yo-yo, which does God want me to buy, right? It's a silly, but it's um, it works well for a hypothetical because the stakes are so low. Yeah. But let's say um, you really, you you can't come to a decision um, or or let's do this. Let's say that you're, you're shopping for Operation Christmas Child and you're with a group of ladies from church. You really want to get the yo-yo, but they really want to get the ball, Okay practice talking through why do I really want to get the ball versus the yo-yo and make it a rule (laughs) that God told me that that can't be your go-to, right? Right. Practice exploring because yes, it's very possible that God is using your intuition to lead you to a decision, but not everybody is led to decisions that way. So you do need to practice in order to be part of the body of Christ and to not be a spiritual bully, right? Like just saying, God told me that's, that's kind of spiritual bullying, It is, um, yeah. you know, practice explaining your thoughts and, and actually de-spiritualize it, right? Mm-hmm. Here's, here's what I'm thinking. Um, and, and here's why, and no, that doesn't mean that you need to turn into a thinker, but it does mean that you need to use language that thinkers can get. 
Yeah, that is so good. I love that. I'm going to start using that right away. (laughs) Perfect. Great. Well, hopefully we will see you all back for next week's uh, conclusion to our little mini series. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show. And we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.